This is the CR Checkup Podcast. My name is John. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, and pride. And you're listening to a Testimony Talk. On our Testimony Talks, we get a chance to hear from someone who has taken the steps and applied them to their own life. This gives us the opportunity to see how the program works and to gain hope that we might have similar experiences. Hey everybody, welcome to our testimony talk. Today is going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm going to actually be kind of interviewing myself. I thought that it would be kind of neat to get to know you guys a little bit better. Um, I'm sorry if you guys feel like you know me already and you're tired of hearing me talk. Um, Don't worry. We have a lot of really great guests um, coming on in the very near future, so don't give up on us. We uh, are going to have a really good time on our testimony talks, and I'm very excited to talk to some of the people that will be coming up very soon. But I just thought that it would be a really cool time to get to know you guys a little bit better and to just uh, share a little bit of my story, and um, that way we I think that we can kind of... Uh, just be able to relate a little bit more when you're on here and you're listening to me talk um, that you can uh, kind of just have a better idea of of where I'm coming from and so um, it might be a little bit awkward today just kind of uh, working through uh, interviewing myself but uh, we'll give it a shot and uh, I think that we'll have a good time so uh, again my name is John I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs alcohol and pride and I just wanted to start off here uh, just sharing a little bit about my story, um, what exactly brought me into Celebrate Recovery, and, and kind of uh, what I've been working through. And so um, just starting off here, um, I, I was uh, born in Phoenix, Arizona, and I still live in Arizona now. Um, but I was born uh, in 1991, and I was a twin to my sister and uh, my sister unfortunately passed away when she was very young and working through the program and and coming to understand how that uh, affected me um, was very significant. I I came to understand how I experienced a traumatic experience very early on in my life and I wasn't even aware of it and it was shaping a lot of the different things that I was doing and the different ways that I was coping with what was happening to me. And so that was very early on. Um, About five years old, my parents picked us up and moved us to Alaska. And so that was a a pretty big change. We lived there for several years before eventually moving back to Arizona uh, to a little town called Buckeye, uh, where I still live here with my wife. And um, around my seventh grade year, my parents ended up getting divorced. And I started going to public school for the first time. So up until this point, I had been homeschooled with my brothers and my sister, and uh, we were pretty sheltered in that way. We kind of uh, just uh, did schoolwork at home and went to our little church, and that's kind of the way that life was. So around my seventh grade year, getting into uh, public school, it was quite a, a shell shock. A lot of things just seemed a lot different. And um I was having a real crisis of faith at that time as well because 
Um, everything that I had known up until that point was basically that if I was a good person and my family were, were good people, then good things would just happen to us that God would protect us from uh, anything unfortunate or bad or anything uh, like that. But um, for some reason, now uh, in the seventh grade, I'm experiencing a separated family and I'm experiencing a lot of weird stuff going on at school and and just kind of having a clash of of identities with uh, who I was and who uh, other people were uh, that were my age and it was all just very very different to me so I kind of around that time started to kind of separate myself away from from my faith and just try to find something that would fill me up uh, something that would kind of fill that gap inside of me. And um, so around my, my eighth grade year going into um, my, my freshman year of high school, I began using marijuana. And uh, at that time, I had already, you know, been smoking cigarettes and, and uh, drinking a little bit. Um, but when I started smoking, it was kind of, it was kind of like that, that spirituality that I had been searching for kind of showed up. I kind of felt like that that gap or that emptiness that I had been experiencing started to uh, kind of go away. And I felt like I had felt more accepted in with my my peers at, at school. And, and just uh, it seemed to help in a lot of different ways. And um, I, I just basically did that throughout high school. That's all I really focused on was just smoking lots of weed and hanging out with my friends and n- no going to school really. Um, and I, I pretty much stayed that way until my senior year when I eventually dropped out of high school. And, uh, I had been really fighting with my mom a lot. I wasn't, uh, happy with my mom. I was always trying to move out and go to my dad's. Um, my dad was kind of more open and, and willing to, to kind of let me do whatever I wanted to do. And, uh, my mom was always, uh, trying to get me to do terrible things like go to church and go to therapy and, and everything else. And so I just didn't really want to be there. Um, my senior year, when I ended up dropping out of high school, I kind of finally won that battle and, and I moved out of my mom's and, and went to go live with my dad. Um, at that time, I started kind of seeking for what was next. What was I going to do in life? Um, I ended up at a tattoo shop doing uh, an apprenticeship for a couple of years and uh, ended up becoming a career. And so I was working professionally as a tattoo artist before I was uh, 19 years old. And I just really felt like I I peaked out and um, was really proud of myself. Felt like I had accomplished a lot of my goals and dreams very early on. And I I just kind of felt like a rock star. And so I was living a rock star lifestyle. And um, my use of weed turned into experimenting with party drugs and other harsher drugs and all those different types of things. And um, so I would be, you know, partying all night and then trying to go to work the next day and, and work through, uh, just feeling like garbage. And, uh, it just caught up with me really quickly. I wasn't able to, uh, perform the way that I was before. And so instead of stopping those things were, that were affecting me negatively, I decided, well, I've got to find something that's going to level me out, something that's going to allow me to continue partying and doing the things I want to do and uh, also to be able to perform at my job. And, and that's when I came into contact with prescription pain medication. 
and um, I started using those and um, use just skyrocketed day after day I was taking more and more and more um, it wasn't just so that I could perform anymore it was so that I could get high and uh, you know that high just doesn't isn't the same very quickly and so I was just constantly chasing that that first high and increasing use and uh, there was a point when I kind of I guess I kind of come in to thinking that I might have a problem but I guess I just wasn't really ready to admit it and I I understood that something was wrong and so I decided to kind of take a break get away from the job for a little bit go on vacation and, and try to dry out um, and I kind of did but once I got back I just jumped right into it and started using again and so I was kind of facing this dilemma with not wanting to admit that I had a problem uh, with myself uh, and just thinking that it was everything else around me and so I uh, went with that I went with the fact that okay well it must be the people places and things that are around me that are affecting me negatively and so that those are the things that I need to change and so I did I traveled around tattoo shops I traveled around jobs I did all of these different things um, to just try to escape uh, what I thought was the problem, all the meanwhile taking the problem along with me, and um, ended up at a point where I, you know, had a just a normal nine to five job. I was making minimum wage. I was living with a girl, uh, trying to, you know, keep a, a apartment and uh, all of these different types of things, and I just wasn't making the type of money I was before to support the kind of habit that I had, and um, that's when I ended up. Uh, finding heroin and and I started using heroin and uh, that was just a, a again a really quick progression of more use uh, more degrading things that I was willing to do um, more lying cheating stealing all of these different types of things to, in order to be able to to do that drug and um, I kind of reached a point in my use where um, I was lying to everybody that I cared and and about and and um, I thought that nobody really knew what was going on, although they probably all did. Uh, but I was really just sick of kind of holding up that facade, and I was just really tired of beating myself up and and doing the daily uh, hustle to try and get the things that I needed in order to function throughout the day. It was just exhausting. And um, I started going back to church uh, with the girl I was dating and, and um, just began crying out to God again, just kind of being starting opening up back to the idea that, um, that he might have what I needed uh, and that I might be neglecting uh, his care and his help for my life. And so I just began crying out to him, asking him to help me to, to show me what I needed to do in order to overcome these things. And um, one day I was just really filled up with this <sighs> conviction about needing to just get honest with what I was doing and, and um, all of these different types of things. But I was so worried that if I was honest, if I got honest, that I might, you know, lose the girl, um, lose my apartment, lose my job, lose all of these things, right? I was worried that I would lose everything if I got honest. And... Um, uh, there was this kind of this day that it all kind of came to a head when um, I really I felt like I got 
the answer I needed to motivate me to to get honest. And it was really wild. I, I love how God uses people, um, almost sometimes the least likely people, to speak into my life and to share things with me um, that really shape my mind and allow me to uh, do the things that I wouldn't normally do on my own. And um, this day I, I uh, was just talking to this random guy in my apartment complex and he was, you know, kind of a crazy, crazy guy. I never, I never got like good advice from him and I didn't know, he didn't know anything about me and I didn't know anything about him. Um, we were just acquaintances and he just very randomly one day said to me, Hey man, if there's something in your life that you feel like you need, offer it up as a sacrifice and something will automatically take its place and you'll never know that it was gone. And it just blew my mind. It was just like everything that I needed to hear in that specific moment um, was that, you know, and, and I felt uh, encouraged and, and I wanted to go and share. And um, I guess I kind of tried to share, but it just wasn't really well received, um, not for any other reason except for, you know, uh, very logical reasons. Um, and so I just gave up, you know, my addiction took over and, and told me that it wasn't a big deal, wasn't a problem, uh, I didn't need to get honest and, you know, everything like that. Um, but, you know, I had been crying out to God, asking him for help, and, uh, you know, by his will, it all just came out that night. Everything, uh, everything came out. And, uh, yep, I ended up getting kicked out. I ended up losing my job the next day. My tire blew out on my car. You know, all of these things ended up happening. All the things that I was worried about losing if I got honest, I ended up losing because I wasn't willing to get honest. <laughs> and so, um, that, and that's just kind of how my story goes. And I ended up, you know, getting, talking to my mom and trying to find a place that I could go and get some help. And, and I did, I ended up going to uh, a place in downtown Phoenix and, and getting some treatment, went for uh, a detox and went for a partial hospitalization program and then an intensive outpatient program. And it was really great. Like I learned so much about me and addiction and just my mind and deep-seated resentments and past traumas and how they affect me and all of these different types of things. And and it was just a really great time, and I felt like I learned so much about me and so much about just what it is to to be alive and and to kind of go through things. And it was so good for me. I felt like my mind started to clear up. I felt like I started to um, just progress finally, you know, and, and I felt really good. Um, but for some reason, uh, six months, probably even just three months into uh, being sober, I ended up relapsing and uh, that was just a really wild time and, and reflecting on it, you know, trying to figure out what happened. Uh, and let me just say, you know, uh, a lot of times with relapse and with a lot of this stuff, spending too much time and trying to figure out what happened or why or anything like that is just, you know, you can get so lost in that. And, um, and sometimes it's not really even beneficial trying to figure out those things because they just don't make sense. You know, trying to make sense of things that just don't, um, is a huge waste of time sometimes, at least it is for me. And, um, but in this case, you know, I was just reflecting on what it was like, what do I need to change was basically, you know, looking back on, on it. And I came to understand and realize that all of the things that I had learned about the program and 
working the 12 steps and all of these different things, they were great, um, but they were all built on a foundation of uh, the understanding of, of who God was and who he is um, from when I was a child, which was flawed. I had a flawed understanding of who God was, and um, I had never consciously as an adult asked Christ into my heart and to guide me. And so I was I was building all of this really great stuff on a really shaky foundation. And um, anyways, I, I you know I relapsed and I ended ended up going back to heroin. I started using it intravenously with a needle and all of these things, and it just it just went downhill so quickly, like it does for so many of us. And um, I kind of went on a binge for a really long time until finally. Um, you know, was confronted and, and, um, I began on my journey back into the program. And, um, you know, once I got, I kind of had a moment of clarity, I accepted Christ in my heart and, and I, I realized this and, and I, I told God I, I needed him and that I needed to, to, uh, have his help in order to be able to, actually have long lasting recovery. And so, um, gave my life to Christ and, and I started going back to church and I started getting involved, I guess, which was the difference. I found a group of guys in the program that I trusted, trusted enough to, to say, Hey, I don't know how to make good decisions. And so I need you guys to make them for me. And they did. And they showed me how to uh, live and they showed me how to be a decent person and a man and um, a disciple and and all of these things and so I started getting involved more and more each and every day and um, ended up you know taking over the recovery program and coming on church on staff to, at the church and um, just God has done really amazing things ended up going back and getting my GED, I met my wife actually at the same place uh, that I had gone for treatment. I went back as an alumni and, and met her in a class and we ended up getting married a couple years later. Um, I was uh, licensed as a pastor at my church uh, and I'm now full-time, uh, I'm now full-time in recovery uh, on staff at my church. And so uh, God has certainly taken this wonderful mess that I've made and, and turned it into something really beautiful. And, and I just love the opportunity to be able to uh, serve his people and to serve him uh, without the ability to take any credit for it because he certainly has done it all. And I just can't take any, any amount of... Um, credit for myself and so it's been been really good so that's just a, a, a little bit of my story I try to keep it a little condensed um, uh, I know obviously I, I, that went on a little long but uh, that's just a little bit of my story and I'm always open to discuss these things and so I would love to hear from you guys if you guys want to shoot me an email or a voice message on here on anchor uh, but here on the testimony talk just want to have some conversations about what we're talking about in the program and so um, right now, we have been talking about step two, which says that we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And I just want to ask um, our testimony talkers, 
um, how this step has has impacted their lives specifically. And so for me, step two is one of those things that I continually, uh, on a day-to-day basis, wrestle with um, because coming to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity is one of those things that I am constantly learning about God, you know, that God could restore me to sanity is such a complex idea. There's so much in it. Um, sure, it can be very basic in the very sense that, um, yeah, yeah, I think he might could be able to do something. Um, and that's fine, you know, if you if you choose to, to stay there with that basic understanding. Um, but for me, I just... I constantly trip out on this idea of what God could do and what he does do. And uh, so this has really, really strengthened my relationship with my father because of this ability to be able to just sit and wonder with him and to just be able to meditate on, on who he is and what he's capable of. And so I really love step two for that reason um, that I get to, expand my relationship with God. And then also, of course, that that second part, restored to sanity. Um, There are many areas in my life that I felt like complete, uh, utter chaos, that there was no way that I could ever feel serenity in these areas of my life. And he just has. He's just restored them to me. And, And I don't, I can't even fully explain it. It's just miraculous the way um, that things turn around uh, when I really do apply this step to my life. Um, The last thing that I just want to ask our testimony talkers is uh, what they would share with a newcomer or to somebody who's just checking out the program. Um, I love just sharing with newcomers, uh, you know, don't give up before the miracle happens. Uh, Give this program a chance. Keep on coming back. Um, if If the steps seem to not be working, that we might give them the benefit of the doubt in saying that I might be doing them wrong or I might be applying them uh, wrong or I might not have a full understanding of what they really mean, that I wouldn't be so quick to just give up on the steps uh, because they have worked for me and they've worked for so many other people and they're still working for me and they're still working for so many other people. Um, And then just to also remind uh, the newcomers um, it's not working out there, you know, that it's, uh, you know, maybe this isn't the only way to be able to be restored to sanity or to find serenity. Um, but I'm, I'm very positive and certain, uh, that it's not out there. It's not out there doing the things that, um, cause that insanity and that keep calling us back into those, um, just stressful situations. And then for the people who are just kind of checking this out and they're wondering if this is for them or if they can kind of take this and apply to their lives, even if they're not struggling with drugs or alcohol, um, I say, come on, man. You know, I I love getting the chance to be able to work through this program with people who who don't have struggles with drugs and alcohol, um, just because I believe that, you know, a lot of our basic uh, struggles in life are the things that end up leading us into struggles with drugs and alcohol. And I just love the idea that I might be able to help a person work through these steps in order to hopefully never degenerate into alcoholism or addiction with drugs. And so, um, 
yeah, you have a unique opportunity to be able to enter into this program and to benefit from it before ever having to really degenerate into those different types of things. Um, And then also for other stuff, you know, there's there's just so many other things in life um, that we can take and apply to this program and actually find relief from. And, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why I continue coming back. You know, I've celebrated just over five years free from drugs and alcohol or any mind or mood altering substances. And I still keep coming back because I still have a me problem and I still like to get in my way sometimes. And so I, I love having this program to be able to help bring me back on track and to be able to uh, show me how to live a life better for Christ. So that's what I got for you guys today. I'm so thankful that you listened in. I would love to hear from you guys and I would love to see you if you want to come and check us out at Palm Valley Church, the Goodyear campus on Monday nights at 6.30. I love y'all. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to A Testimony Talk. I hope that you take what we talk about here and have conversations with others. The things that we talk about on here are meant to start conversations, not end them. So I pray that you would talk with someone about what you heard here today and that you would look for ways to be a light in your own community. If you are struggling to find community and people to talk with, then please send an email to recovery at palmvalley.org and I will personally get you connected with a volunteer from Celebrate Recovery. Nothing changes the fact that we need each other, even if that means that we have to find new and creative ways to do so. You can also send me encouraging messages, comments, or concerns to that same email, recovery at palmvalley.org. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with someone else. I love you all, and I hope to see you soon.